Hey guys, we'd like to remind you that the What's Up World podcast is sponsored by Paul and LaData Hunter, owners and operators of Whistle Stop Express and Livingstone Outreach Incorporated. Whistle Stop is located in Sand Gap, Kentucky. They sell gas, diesel, propane exchange tanks, and they carry a wide variety of automotive products. Pride dog food, several different types of livestock feed, including chicken, horse, goat, cattle, shelled and cracked corn, and more. Pick up your postage stamps while you're there, too. Their breakfast menu is served fresh every morning starting at 5 a.m., Monday through Friday, and 7 a.m. on the weekends. They close at 9 nightly. They offer the best quality deli meat sliced fresh to order. The phone number is 606-965-7613. Adjacent to Whistle Stop is Livingstone Outreach, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that focuses on meeting the needs of the community by providing clothing, food, hygiene products, etc. They are continually working to help others through youth programs and community projects. If you want to donate, call them at 859-582-3445 or stop by on your way through. What's up, world? Uh, here we go again with another episode. We've got uh, a few people in the studio today. Uh, one of them, she's going to be telling us her story. Her name is Mickey Bowman. How you doing, Mickey? Fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, first of all, before we jump right into the meat and potatoes or everything, tell everybody a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, where you're from, and, um, and then you can go right into it. Okay. I um, grew up in Richmond. Um, <clears throat> moved to Jackson County. Lived there for... 15 years, I think. Mm-hmm. I've had my children there. Um, I live in Nicholsville now. Mm-hmm. And I'm raising my daughter's two children. Okay. Bryden is nine and Araya is 18 months. Hello. Hey, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so you was, I've talked to you a little bit on the phone, on Messenger, I believe, about uh, some things that's happened to you. Uh, uh, really sad situation. So just wherever you want to pick up off is fine with me. I'm, I mean, this is your story. Uh, I would imagine it's not a, an easy one to tell. So I'll just let you tell it in your own words and however you want to. Okay. Um, Jessica um, was my daughter, Jessica Gabbard. Uh, she passed away August the 24th of 2022. Um, of fentanyl poisoning. I say poisoning because an overdose and poison is two different things. So this was just in 2022? Yeah, she's been gone a little over a year. Oh, Lord. She was 27 years old. She had three children, Bryden, Braylon, and Araya. That's one of them. But um, Jessica had um, fought addiction for... A while, um, and then she was clean for like four years. Yeah. And then she went back into addiction. Okay. And then uh, we found out she was pregnant with Araya at like five weeks, and she had went to jail, been at the wrong place, wrong time, which okay. to me, that's God sent. Yeah. So she went to jail, and she said, Mom, don't bail me out, because mm-hmm. she knew I would. And I said, she said, I want to go to rehab. And I said, okay. So... It took us like two months to get her go to, for them to find a place for her to go to rehab. Mm-hmm. So she went to Karen's maternity in Ashland and had Araya <clears throat> and um, done real good. Got out of rehab in May of uh, 2022. Um, started hanging with one of her old friends. Oh, yeah, okay. Because her old friend needed a friend. Yeah. And Jessica was the type that just wanted to help everybody and she was just so good hearted and but this girl her name's Lara I don't care to say her name she was in still an active addiction and so was her mother yeah and um she um was hanging with Lara and then she had told me two weeks prior to um everything happening that she wanted to um get on the Vivitrol shot and get back on her anxiety medicine I know what kind of shot Vivitrol 
Okay. I think I'm saying it right. Yeah. And um, I said, okay. And um, rehab had had her on so much medication, not Suboxone so or nothing like that. It was like antidepressants and stuff, like six of them. So, and she kind of stayed zombified a little bit from the mm. medicine, and she had a newborn baby to take care of. Yeah. So she said, I want to get back on that because they had diagnosed her with severe PSTD, depression, anxiety. Wow. So I said, okay. So I had an appointment made, and we got, was supposed to go August 25th. Mm-hmm. So, um, sorry if I'm bouncing because I'm, this is just all my brain still all. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. This is all really fresh. Yeah. So uh, she wanted to go to the mall with Lara. And so she went to the mall, and, um, well, she had had money um, for like three months that we had gave her to get clothes. And um, she said, can I have my money to get me some pants? And I said, yeah. So she went to the mall, got some pants, mm-hmm. and then her and Lara had went to Walmart. And Lara's mom, Petey, come by and picked her up and took her to this guy Matt's house. And Matt gave her some meth. Well, the meth in it had fentanyl in it. Oh, wow. And <clears throat> so that night... She had done, she had, she shot it up and um, the talk screen come back, a trace of meth and 0.4 fentanyl. So mostly fentanyl. Yeah. Yeah. And it had like gabapentin in it. So that's where I guess they cut it with, which is good. Really? Yeah. It had amphetamine in it, meth, gabapentin in it, yeah, and fentanyl. Wow. So... Um, I was down on my back, so I was up and down all night. So I heard her go to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom, uh, knocked on the door. I thought I heard her say something, but now I'm kind of wondering if I really did hear her say something. Yeah. I went outside, I come back in, and I knocked on the door again, and she didn't say nothing, mm-hmm. say anything to me. So um, I um, found that little, those little key things, and I unlocked the door. Yeah. And I got straight in, but I couldn't on the door. And I go for my husband, and he had to push the door open, and he said she didn't have no pulse or she wasn't breathing. Yeah. So I had Narcan there. So I we Narcaned her three times to start CPR and called 911. I didn't bring her back, um, but the, um, the EMTs did. They was able to resuscitate her? Mm-hmm. And she come back, and they had her on a vent, and she was showing uh, stimulus, like when they would, um, you know, um, Suctioner with the vent. Mm-hmm. She was, yeah. you know, gagging, making those sounds. When they would pinch her, she was jerking her hand. Um, she'd done that for two days. And then they, well, maybe a day and a half. And then they put her in a medically induced coma because she was seizing, constantly seizing. Wow. And then, um, I might have my days mixed up, but then she, um, Wednesday, she was um, brain dead. Wow. And they told me that if she did wake up, she wouldn't be able to have a conversation with me. Really? Yeah. So then they pronounced her at 944, but I didn't take her off the vent until like 3 o'clock that morning. Wow. Because that was very hard to do. So, okay, so you had to uh, make the decision to let her go. Is that what you're saying? Basically, because they, well, maybe. They they said that... um, UK's kind of weird. They, um, if they tell you that somebody's brain dead, yeah, they take in this little room and tell you you can be an organ donor, and they can tell okay. you they can keep her on the vent for three more days if you do an organ donation. Yeah. And I said, well, I can keep her on the vent three more days if I want to. Mm-hmm. And um, but like I said, I can't make that decision. And if you're an organ donor, that's great. But when something that traumatic happens, you can't really make that decision in the right mind. I could. Well, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean. I just couldn't do it, make the decision to do that. And um, so so once once they say they're brain dead, I guess that at that time, I'm, I guess I had to make that decision to. Yeah, yeah. That's maybe a, they made it for me, I don't know. I mean, it's very understandable that you couldn't keep track of everything because, I mean, this was just last year. Yeah. And I can't even imagine having to be faced with decisions like that. Right. Now, how long do you remember, like, how long she had been addicted? Like, in, in total, how long? Um, she was, see, probably eight years, I would think. 
and then she was with then she was clean for four years. <clears throat> okay. So she was active and she was clean for four years. Yeah. Um, and then she relapsed and she was only using about a year. Yeah. Would you say your mom? Mm-hmm. This last time about a year active addiction. It was a year. She had been off of it uh, almost a year. Yeah. Yeah. And she went right back on it when she got out. Wow. Yeah. So it was the friend that she got up with that ultimately led her back to it. I think so. Yeah. Because when you're an addict, you can't be around other people. Who oh, absolutely it. not. You've got to completely <laughs> cleanse your whole life in, in, in every way of all that. You know, if you if any any anything like that is just a gateway back into it. That's true. And um, I always told Jessica, you know, you can't save everybody. You have to save yourself. Yeah. And she was always the best-hearted um, kid, kid to me, but young adult. Yeah. Um, she always wanted to help everybody. Mm-hmm. And I said, you can't help people. Her One of her friends, Chase, and I think the world of him, he lives in Nicholasville, she wanted to see him because they were such good friends. Yeah. And he told her no. He said, I'm still in active addiction. Mm-hmm. You're sober, and I don't want um, you being around me until oh, I'm wow. sober. So that's a friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a friend. So... That's uh, it's uh, it's it's one of the most gut wrenching things in the world. I would imagine I've never dealt with it myself, but hearing these stories and stuff like that, you you have to have some type of imagination of just how hard it would be for everybody involved to be around something like that, especially when it's your child. Right. You know, and a lot of addicts don't realize that the parents. I mean, the parents. Like, I would sit on my front porch, and if I hear an ambulance or a fire truck, this is before all this happened, mm-hmm. I was wondering. But I always knew where she was because I could always find her. Yeah. I guess mother intuition, I could always find her. Yeah. She was wondering how I could always find her, but I could always find her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you hear an ambulance or a fire truck, you would always wonder if that's your child. Yeah. If something's happened to your child. Oh, yeah. I can, uh, I can understand that completely. I mean, it doesn't even have to be drugs. You know, every parent's going to wonder. Yeah. And worry constantly when your ch- child is out. So knowing that this is going on would just intensify it tenfold. True. It's, I can't even imagine. And, you know, a lot of people I hear, I'm giving up on my child. All right, Bryden, I want to ask you a few questions, buddy. Uh, I know that you, of course, miss your family and everything. Uh I mean, just tell me what, like, what, what do you do nowadays? What do you, how do you keep your mind busy and mind off things like that? Mostly, I, I stay in my room because if I, sometimes if I talk, I just kind of think about my mom. So mm-hmm. I just like to listen to other people talk on like YouTube or stuff like that. Because yeah. it just helps me get my mind off of real life. Are you a gamer? Somewhat here and there. Yeah. What kind of games do you play? The most recent one is Left 4 Dead 2. Left 4 Dead? I ain't never heard of that one. My boys are big Fortnite players. I, I used to play that a lot. It's just a new season, and it ain't really my type. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I can tell you, he's a real smart kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, you said you're about to turn 10? Yes. Okay, when's your birthday? Uh, February 27th. Oh, well, it's it's going to be here pretty quick. Yeah. February 27th. Well, buddy, I tell you what, uh, you're a very brave young man, very strong young man. I know you've been through a lot, and I'm sorry for that. But now I know that they're up, they're watching over you every day. And anytime you, you know, anytime you want to talk to them, you just talk to them. They're listening. You know that? Yeah. Another thing is, my mom and dad ain't the only people I lost. I lost a lot of other people. It's just my mom and dad are the most recent. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, that's part of life. Everybody loses people, you know. That's just kind of part of it. It's really hard. I've lost people, and that's just kind of the way life goes, unfortunately. We lost my dad six months before Jessica. Oh, really? Yeah. And then my dad passed away February 20th, and then Jessica, you know, 
in August. Yeah. So. That's so tough. I can't even imagine. Uh, what, I mean, what, how, what, how do you, is there anything you do to like cope with this and deal with this? Because like I said earlier, this is really, really recent that this has happened. I have a question. I, I really have, I have, um, I have a lot of anxiety attacks. Like I usually don't go nowhere. I stay home, which I need to get out more, but I usually just stay home yeah. Monday through Friday. I take care of the baby. I take Brian to school, mm-hmm. you know, and then, um, I play my games on my phone yeah. if the baby's asleep. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's 18 months, so it's oh, all yeah. about me, you know. Oh, yeah. And what I, what she wants to, she's a sweetheart. Yeah. But she looks just like Jessica, I think. So really? Jessica had white blonde hair, like uh-huh. really blonde blonde hair. Yeah. And her eyes kind of like a strawberry blonde. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I said, Orion never, I said my mom never broke a phone. <laughs> she she, she kind of yeah, she broke my, my phone. And she made a line kind of go through it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Crack the screen, you mean? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. I've done that before, too. No. It's not fun. <laughs> Raylan, she she looks like her dad, but she looks like Jessica, too. She's got, but she's got dark hair. Oh, yeah. And then Brian, he looks just like his dad. <laughs> He's the image of his dad. <laughs> Is there, a, I mean, uh, for anybody, I mean, there's no doubt somebody going to be listening to this podcast that may be suspecting their child is doing something. Uh, do you have any advice for how they should go about it or how to I handle it or what to do? Yes, I think that don't be naive or believe everything they say uh, if you think your child's doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, um, like when Jessica was on Ashley using, she was hateful. She... Oh, me and her fought like cats and dogs. Yeah. That when she was sober, the best kid. Night and day. Oh, yeah. Night and day. Yeah. So if your kids, I mean, if you think they are, drug test them. Yeah. I would drug test them. But I would also, if you know they are using, I would do a Casey's Law. Um, yeah. The Casey Law. Now, a lot of people get that confused. If I'm not mistaken, you only have to make that your person appoint two appointments. Okay. And... I don't know if you do the court first. I really am not up to date on cases law. I used to be, mm-hmm. but I don't think they have to go. And if they don't, it's contempt of court. But yeah, you have to talk to somebody about that or look it up online. It's, I used to be pretty familiar with that. It's a, a court ordered drug yes. test. Yes. And and not so many words. They have to do it yes. as long as they're uh, under your care, under your house, or is it uh, under eighteen to, years old? If they have to be a harm to themselves and others. Okay. If they're over 18, I think that you'd have to do a court order. Or okay. if they go to jail, if they're in jail, I would request that they go to rehab. Right. See if the judge will court order them to go to rehab. Because if they leave rehab, they're going to go to jail for a year. Okay. And even if they go to jail for a year, if they're not using, mm-hmm. you know where they're at. Yeah. I hate to say it, but I mean, at least you know they're there. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. I've, I've heard that exact sentence said to me before. You know, you hate to see your child in jail. But at least they're there. They're yes. safe. They're being fed. They have a bed. They're not high. Right. That's mm-hmm. so amazing that you just said that because the verbatim, the exact sentence was said by another parent. Yeah. Um, my ex-brother-in-law, Michael, he's um, he's sober. And I never thought I'd see the day. And he's been sober for a long time, and he's doing awesome. Yeah. Him and Ashley. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Ashley, and there, she's doing good, too. Like, I'm so proud of her. Very good. Yeah. So proud of him. She's done real good. I think she's we're, we're recording this on the twenty third. She's got a sling some uh hope event going on today, I believe. That's this evening. I, Mom, I thought it was today. I think it's today. At yeah. the McKee Ballpark. McKee Ballpark, yeah. yeah. She is doing really good. I'm very proud of her. Yes. Uh I get I've gotten a, a few messages, several messages from people, you know, thanking me for bringing this out, this type of content and stuff like that, because a lot of people, uh, one lady said not a lot of people cares. Uh, that actually may have been you said that to me. I can't remember. I'd have to look on my on my phone. But uh, she uh, said, you know, not a lot of people care about the drug-addicted people and the people going through recovery and struggling with that and stuff. And I said, you know, it's, it's, not, it's not me. It's them telling the story and helping people. So for you to come on here and tell the hardest story that there could be to tell. That's just an amazing thing that you're doing. 
it is a nightmare. It is a nightmare. I am so heartbroken. She was my best friend, my everything. I was always that mother that was so overprotective. I would get on her nerves so bad. Like, I read a message that she had wrote to Lara that um, she felt like she was going to a pro officer. Really? <laughs> because I was worried and I was always, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. Even yeah. before rehab, I was like, what are you doing? You do, what are you doing? I know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. I'd grab her shirt because uh, a lot of addicts hide their stuff in their bras. Oh, do they? Yep. Okay. You can find a lot of stuff in a bra. <laughs> so look in the bras. Yeah. That's a good hiding spot. I can a, imagine that. She's a grown woman, but I, I went down her bra, I don't know how many times. I don't blame you. You and do whatever you got to do for your children. Even though she's an adult, she's my baby. Yeah. Regardless. Oh, yeah. I know what you're saying. I'm 43 year old and I'm still my mom's baby. <laughs> <laughs> You'll always be your mom's baby. Yeah. Yeah. But you just, I had a man call me the other day and I forgot who it even was. His child is in jail and she's, he's going to court and he asked me what to do about Casey's Law. Yeah. And um, the, just make them take do the Casey's Law. They won't go on their own, make them go. Oh, absolutely. But Jessica was so scared of rehab. She didn't want to go to rehab. But when she went, she loved it, and she said, I'm, I'm afraid to leave. Yeah. But she had two children out, you know, mm-hmm. in, in Jackson County and in yeah. Nicholsville, and she wanted to see her children. Mm-hmm. So, I would suggest to any parent, do anything you can do. Yes. Do whatever you need to do. Yes. As hard as it may be, you know, you'll, you'll, uh, you're doing the right thing. You know, like my um, ex-mother-in-law said, um, you know, Money's material stuff is nothing if you don't have the person you love. Yeah. And she's absolutely right. Like, I remember telling Jessica to go to foot off a dash in my truck. I know that sounds random. I'm saying this, mm-hmm. but does it really matter? Like, yeah. seriously, so what if that truck's so many thousands of dollars? It doesn't matter mm-hmm. because now I don't have her putting her foot on my dash. Yeah. I know it sounds corny me saying no, that. No, it don't. But, I, I get that. But they're always your baby, mm-hmm. no matter what, whether they're on heroin, meth, um, Suboxone, and a lot of people hate Suboxone. Mm-hmm. I know people that have saved their life who's went through nursing school yeah. and are on Suboxone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say stay on it for your life, but yeah. if it helps you stay sober, do it. Well, yeah, I mean, there is instances where this these prescriptions can do some good. But, you know, uh, going back to what I said earlier, it takes that one type of personality Mm-hmm. For it to kind of take over that that person, I I feel like, yep. you know, I I myself could see me, uh, perhaps being one of those people. That's why I purposely stay away from things yep. like that. You know, uh, I have obsessive compulsive disorder. I've dealt with that for years. I know better than to put stuff like it around me. Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, it's it's a bad situation. If you ever, like, if you ever get any instinct that your child's using, whether it's marijuana, even if it's marijuana, and they're a minor, send their little bus to rehab. <laughs> because yeah. to me, yeah. they may just do marijuana, mm-hmm. like I said earlier. But then you got some, like my daughter, mm-hmm. or even myself, which, I, I mean, I've smoked pot, Lord, it's probably been 20-something years ago. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not saying, I mean, I'm talking a hit or two. I yeah. just never could do it, never did like it. That right. just wasn't me. Yeah. But for, like Jessica, for example, um, pot led to other stuff. And then, yeah. you know. Yeah. Not saying everybody's like that. So nobody get on me about this whole marijuana thing. But oh, it yeah. just depends on who you are. It, it really does. Yeah. It really does depend on who you are. Because I know people right now that smoke weed every other day for for actually medical reasons, you know, they have medical issues and stuff and they do it for that reason. I know people that do it recreationally every day and that's all they do. But, you know, it's just like I said, I hate to keep repeating myself, but you get that certain type of personality where they can't do just that. That's, that's That's just the way it is. I feel now they're putting fentanyl in weed. So you gotta be careful. Um, I'm on this website, the Nick Rucker foundation and Mm -hmm. You wouldn't believe the, the young people, even like from infants to older than me, you know. Yeah. And I'm old, but anyway. I'm uh, <laughs> not that old, but, yeah. <laughs> but they, uh, but they like to have have had fentanyl poisoning. There's yeah. a difference between an overdose and a poisoning. That's my opinion. Okay. 
Now, see, I haven't read up about that. What is the difference in overdosing poisoning? Over, to me, in my, like, what I think it is. Yeah. Overdose is, you know, you just shop too much dope and, you know, whatever. Yeah. You took too much dope. But if you have little dope in your system and then you have fentanyl in your system. Yeah. To me, that's knowingly hurting somebody. Okay. Now, a lot of people do fentanyl, and I didn't know that either, and I've learned that. And, um... You know, I don't see how somebody can just do fentanyl, but yeah, I guess you can. I don't know. You know, there's these um, what are they called? These uh, ECs. Yeah. Whatever they call them now, vapes. the vapes. I've been hearing that they are lacing the stuff in those vapes with fentanyl. I've heard about that recently. That's crazy. And they're just inhaling it right into your lungs. You know, uh, I. Uh, I can't even imagine. It's it's. I don't even know how long fentanyl's been around. Not very long, I don't think. You know, I may be completely wrong about that, but it seems like it just come, uh, you know, to the light in the last few years and stuff. It's just killing people left and right. It is. It's killing a lot of people. And fentanyl is they use that in hospitals to put you to sleep, but they have to monitor it. And two nurses have to be there when they're administering this medicine because yeah. it's that dangerous. Wow. You know what I mean? A grain of salt, a fentanyl can kill you. Grain really? A, gra- a grain of salt. of salt? Yes. So, Just I mean... that little. It seems like it does more harm than good. You never hear of anything good coming from the use of it, whether, you know, to put you to sleep for or whatever. It's all just people overdosing on it. Why have something like that? Well, I, mean, now, I might be talking completely wrong. Uh, there may be somebody there, out there that is a huge advocate for fentanyl, but I really, honestly, don't know enough about it to 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 speak on the positives of it because all, all you hear is a negative. So why even have something like that? Pharmaceutical companies are getting rich, multi-billionaires off of these medications. And uh, they absolutely know that people's getting addicted to this stuff and dying, but they don't care about that. They just f- care about getting those prescriptions out there. I mean, even touching it, you can overdose. I mean, why would they even invent something that dangerous? Yeah, that harmful. That's my opinion. Yeah, yeah, that's my opinion. But I'll tell you, Jessica, if you ever met Jessica, you would you would love her. She was the sweetest little girl. Yeah. Well, yeah, the woman, should I say? She was 27. Yeah. But she's my baby, so I'm going to say little girl. <laughs> yeah. i tell you what. Uh, it's, I I just, this is hard. This is a hard one for me to speak on because, you know, it's it's just, you you don't know what to say to somebody that's lost a child to, to drug abuse. No. See, just, Jessica was my second. My first daughter passed away when she was 21 months old of congested heart failure. Yeah. She was sick when she was born, and um, so oh, then God. Jessica was my only child living, you know. Wow. So, and then with the grandbabies now that I'm raising these two grandbabies, oh. it's a blessing. It's not like, it's not putting a stop on my life. I mean, I love it. I love yeah. them so much. What do you do for yourself to, I mean, I may have asked this a few minutes ago, but I'm, I'm kind of getting to a different part of it like i know this goes through your mind a million times a day of what you've been through and what you've lost how do you deal with that because there's other people listening to this that's wondering you know they've right in the same shoes you are what i mean how what do you do on a day in a day out basis to be able I, i would imagine it's these babies yeah that keeps you going more than anything for her it's the babies yeah um, we went to Tennessee this past weekend to the Rod Run, and um, normally I'm like cheerful and loving it. But mm-hmm. even we went bef- uh, in April too, and it's just not the same. Yeah. We went to Myrtle Beach this summer, took the kids, you know, so they could have a good time, and mm-hmm. it was fun, but it wasn't that fun. Yeah. It's like Jessica would love to see Nabry on the beach. She would love to see Bryden. On the waves, you know. I can imagine it being everywhere you go and everything you do and everything you see, that's, well, Jessica would like this. Jessica would like that. She'd love this. She'd love that. Yeah. Every minute of every day. Yeah. Well, I got that little bow I put in her eyes hair. She loved bows. Yeah. Jessica would love that. 
But I'm I'm mad at the people that took Jessica from me. I am mad at the people who give her drugs. I had somebody tell me that, well, I made sure it was good, not the bad stuff that could hurt her a long time ago. Yeah. Well, you're clean now. You've been clean for eight years, and I'm happy for you. Yeah. But Jessica could, wasn't that lucky. Yeah. You know what I mean? She. Mm-hmm. Some people can't fight the demon that good, and they stay in addiction. Yeah. And some people, thank God, can beat it. Mm-hmm. and live a great life, and I'm so happy for the people. But there's some people who struggle with the, the that I call it the demon all the time. The, well, that's the what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Because they, by them, by that girl, by that girl coming to get Jessica and taking her to that guy's house and giving her that, he not only took her from me, he took her from my whole, the whole family, her dad, her grannies, her children. Yeah. I mean, Bryden and Braylon both lost both their parents. My, yeah. By the hands of, uh, they was sober, and then that happened. He destroyed an entire family. Yeah. And they, was my everything. what amazes me is that they sent him to rehab. Is that what you said? Yeah. They sent him to rehab. He's been to rehab before. Yeah. And he has left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they sent him again over this. Because it's not associated with Jessica, it's just him getting caught with a, you know. Right, right, yeah. So they come and got Jessica's phone. I'm probably bouncing around, sorry. You're everybody. fine. You're fine. They come and, um, I called the police department. They come and got Jessica's phone. And they supposedly took it and had it, the gray key box unlock it, which said it was encrypted. Yeah. Well, my friend's on the police department in Richmond, and he said they usually keep those phones longer than 24 hours. There's more, hmm. there's more phones before her phone. So yeah. we're not just going to say that. I'm not saying they didn't take it. but Right. So the state police, I talked to them the other day, because um, a statute of limitations of that, there is no statute of limitations. Okay. So that's good to know, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good news. So I can go file a death investigation and see if they have a lab number to see if they really did take it like yeah. they were supposed to. If they didn't, then have them transfer all that to the state police, and the state police said they would take care of it. Okay. It may be on the text that them two talking. Maybe. It may have said. Maybe. I, I think I will know. I will feel better about it if I knew if it's on there. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's not on there and it doesn't prove anything to him mm-hmm. that he done it, because the police in Nicholsville said, there's no doubt in my mind he didn't kill your daughter, but I have to have proof. Oh, yeah. You have to have proof. Yeah. So. Well, and I'm, it's hard uh, not to go choke somebody out. <laughs> But I can't. I can't do it because I'm raising two children. Yeah, yeah. I I, I can imagine that uh, that you have to put the brakes on yourself every day when you just well, dealing with this. I stay home. Yeah, probably safer for everybody <laughs> if you stay home. It is. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but I know how I would be. A mama they bear wouldn't be is, no keeping me under yeah. wraps. Mama, when I was going to court for Raya, I had walked by and I'd walked right by Petey. Mm-hmm. And I stopped, and I thought, I can just see myself slamming her head against that counter. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I was like, Mickey, you can't do nothing. Yeah. you got this baby to worry about. Oh, yeah. But I know God, good have to answer to God, so God's the one that's going to take care of them. Ultimately, you know, uh, I hope there is some type of justice in, 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 in some way for what's happened to her and you and these babies. But uh, whether you see it or not, it's coming. It's definitely coming. Justice is coming. And uh, you know, you said that he was said that he gave something to somebody, and he's worried. Yeah. And then in jail, he had spoke to people. <laughs> that in speaks jail. a lot. Yeah. Then he spoke to people in jail about that too. And one of my husband's friends um, just got out of jail. They were not friends, now they're acquaintances, but they was friends back in high school days. Yeah. He messaged him on Facebook and said, I'm coming to your house right now because he just got out of jail. Mm-hmm. He came straight over and he told us all about that guy, his name, which we already knew. He was shocked that we already knew who it was. Oh, yeah? He said because he was running his mouth in jail. Wow. So then um, my neighbor friend up the road, her daughter works with his mother. Mm-hmm. And his mother's raising his five children. So his mom, which I feel sorry, I don't even know the lady, I feel sorry for her because she's got a lot on her plate too. Yeah. 
and even having a son in addiction. So mm-hmm. I know I know where she stands too. But she had told my neighbor friend that um, she asked how he was doing just to be nosy. Yeah. And he said, well, he's okay, but he gave some girls some bad dope and it killed her and she got three kids. Oh my God. So see, his mom knows, so I just need, he's aware that he's done this. You need something to connect the two. Yeah. And I wrote, I wrote him on Facebook. I just bent it to him, and he just gave me a thumbs up on Facebook. Really? Yeah. Maybe hmm. when he gets sober, if he isn't doing rehab, if he's actually there, maybe he'll write me or... That's what I was going to say. I didn't know if I should say that or not because I didn't want to... I mean, it, it sounds crazy, but I was going to say, have you thought about reaching out to him and just point blank asking him? Or something. I did uh, when, when all this first happened. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine doing something like that. But and I deleted it. And that happens. It. I wrote it, deleted it, wrote it, deleted it. I, thought, I was, I sound crazy. I just, I just wrote. I said, "Why'd you get my daughter fentanyl?" Yeah. If you hadn't gave her fentanyl, she'd still be here today. Mm-hmm. Why'd you do that? Yeah. I want him to confess and tell me yes, <laughs> you know. But he didn't. He just well, gave yeah. me a thumbs up. But I was like, she has three children, you know, and she, I said she. All she wanted was to be a, have a family and be happy and, you know, live her life. She's 27 years old. Mm-hmm. 27. 27. 27. <clears throat> i tell you what, that's, that's, that's so bad. I can't even. I, I know I'm repeating myself over and over, but I this is just, too. it's just amazing uh, what's happened to you. And her and these babies, I feel so sorry for. It's just a, such a bad situation. I want to thank you too. Uh, I know this ain't easy, and you've driven down here from Nicholasville to do this. And uh, I don't think you would have unless you felt that it was important to talk about it. You know, I hope you get something out of it. Getting just blow off some steam i mean if you want to scream right big before you leave you go right ahead uh you can punch something not me but (laughs) 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 but uh uh there is power in 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 talking and speaking about things and because that's one of the reasons why i do this to help myself so i appreciate you uh being so open about this and because I, I can't even imagine how hard it is to relive it every day. And I know you do it every day. I do. It's like a rewind. Just my my only thing I want to say to moms, if you think they're doing something, drug test them. Watch who they're hanging out with. Yeah. I mean, you can't be too strict on your kids, but you need to be strict enough where they... I don't even yeah. know, because I was pretty strict with Jessica. But I was also very lenient mm-hmm. at times, too. Yeah. But um, and if you're doing drugs, get help for real. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and you know, that can be you. if anybody does need, let's listen to this and need some some help with addiction of any kind, mm-hmm. please reach out to me, the podcast, because I have phone numbers and I know yeah. people that uh, specialize in treatment and that work at treatment facilities. You can email me, call me on the phone number for the podcast. Uh, and to all you parents out there that's listening that may have or do suspect your child of being involved in something, don't think for a second that you're overreacting yeah. or that you're embellishing some crazy thought that you had just pop in your head for an instant. There's a reason you thought that. So uh, act on it because you never know what lies down the road. That's true, and um, I was going to tell you something else, I forgot. Oh, yeah. if, um, and I, I, I spoke to a sober living house, let me say this real fast. And, um, yeah, go ahead. It's right after Jessica passed away, so my brain is like, I have grief brain. I guess there's a such thing as grief brain. Yeah, yeah. But, um, because I have like so much on my mind, but um, don't worry, if you go to rehab and you get out of rehab, don't worry about a boy, don't worry about a phone, don't worry about Facebook. Yeah. The, yeah. the telephone is is the devil. If you want to get out of treatment, I'm sorry. That's just my opinion. And I would, yeah, that's a good point. I I had never thought about that, but you're absolutely right. That's just a gateway back into that same yeah. lifestyle. I would say because people will start messaging you that your old friends you need to release them. Hmm. Cause that's interesting. Don't give you, do not give you drugs. Yeah. Period. 
Also, when they take your phone, it's got the same people in it as when they give that phone back to you. I had never thought about that. Mm-hmm. See, that's something that, uh, you know, you just don't think about. Same friends list as before, yeah. Well, Jessica got a whole new Facebook. Like, she got a whole new Facebook and she had a new phone yeah. with nobody in it. Wow. Every, but now I did read her Facebook messages, and only that person that, I think just, just that Larry girl, yeah. they were talking about just the way that she was acting. Larry had been acting that night, mm. but nobody had asked her for nothing in, on her new Facebook. Her old Facebook, before she went to rehab, yeah. was a lot of conversation of, you want fire, you want ice. Um, by the way, that's meth and heroin. Um, okay, I didn't know what that Skittles, was. Skittles, it's pills. Um You'll learn all this length. That's uh, good to say that. You know, yes. people may not, They a child may be talking about that right in front of their, their parents and not know. They may be yeah. talking about, let's go get a bag of Skittles. Yep, fire. Meaning something else. Fire, ice, ice cream. I've seen it, ice cream before. Really? Or dog food or food. That's heroin. Yeah. Dog food is heroin. Dog food, yeah. So they'll say food, dog, uh, dog food, or they'll say food, or yeah. See, I've never thought about anything like that yeah that's that's kind of that's very interesting and yeah that's good to know because they very well may be talking about that or texting it even and and you know parents may be looking on their children's phone and be like oh they're just talking about dog food yeah when they're really talking about something else we'll say something like well it's fire or something yeah that's crazy i'd never known yeah what do you want to say brad honey what you got to say bud I didn't really get to talk about stuff, but if you saw my mom in real life, you would not even think, but here's something that I think Nancy said, when if you think a child or a grown-up is in a discipline, hmm. watch the way they act. If they, walk, if they act different, like rude, like saying, I don't want to talk, or like, that's, yeah. or just being, a, or just like... Not half the day. Yeah, and that's a good point. That's a good way to expect. That is very right. You're very correct about that. Pay attention to the way they act. If they seem sleepier than usual or nodding uh-huh. off during the conversations or meals or something like that, that's real real smart, buddy. Thank or, you for telling that. Or hyper, but, you know, up and down, up and down. Yeah, going from, yeah, that's yeah. that's a good uh, sign. And yeah. pinpoint pupils, that's another thing. I've always I know some people um, that are addicted currently that uh, I don't know what it is they're addicted to, but they have literally bitten their fingernails down to the cuticles because they're trying to get some remnants of the drug that they're addicted to from it being on their fingertips and underneath their fingernails and stuff. You know, I was I would assume some type of powder substance or whatever. So they bite their fingernails down to the nub just to get some type of high off of a residue that's crazy it's so sad but i am going to educate myself more on the drugs and more on um i plan on going to aa meetings myself that's good or or, or, um narcotics anonymous whatever yeah yeah because to understand more um i think all moms should go to that parents because you don't understand oh i was gonna tell you this real fast yeah um you know how people talk about drug addicts, or they'll talk about how they need to not Narcan them and all this stuff. Yeah. Until it's your child, because it happens to every family. You yeah. get rich, poor, whatever. It happens in every family. Addiction does. Yep. And if that was your child, would you want to Narcan? You would want somebody to Narcan your child. Absolutely. But I'll tell you the the most greatest, um, the most worst thing that ever happened to you is walking in and your child being almost blue. Not breathing, not pulse. Yeah. Because of somebody, you know, and because of drugs. You're, you're making me forget what I'm saying, child. Ryan <laughs> just want to talk, guys. <laughs> He's hyper. But um, just educate yourself on it because you yeah. really need to educate yourself on addiction. I would recommend every parent educate themselves on drugs and like you said the 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 different words that the, that's used for different things and stuff because drugs is so uh prominent in these areas that i would guarantee i would but put a lot of money on the fact or that my opinion that every child is somehow in some way exposed to it 
at one time or another. I know I was. Luckily, I knew better, and I didn't have have anything to do with it. Myself, I hung out with people that smoked marijuana and stuff like that. Uh, I'm guilty of even buying it for them a couple times, but I would never do it myself. So, yeah, uh, every parent, and I need to do this myself. Yes. Uh, do my research on drugs and you know everything about them. Yep, and you know just remember this: not everybody, everybody, addicts do not wake up and say, "Hey, I'm gonna go get addicted to heroin today and meth and lose my family, my house, my kids." Yeah. Nobody wakes up and says that. Nobody wants to be an addict. Nobody yeah. wants to stay in addiction, mm-hmm. and they fight every single day. And it ain't to get high. And ain't to do this. Yeah, that it's a hot first, but after yeah. that, like Jessica told me, it was so you don't get sick. Yeah. So you don't, you know, and you'll, Yeah. that's just it. And like when Jessica, when she had went to um, jail for being the wrong, all her charges got dropped. Actually, she has no charges against her whatsoever. No felonies, yeah. nothing. Yeah. But um, she, um, um, I had I had found her because I'm that mom. She did call me about six o'clock that night. I knew yeah. something. This was before rehab. Yeah. And um, she, she called me. I mean, she didn't call me. I, I called her, but I couldn't find her. And I have a jail tracker on my phone. Yeah, yeah. And I looked at it, and there she was. And I called the jail, and I was like, listen, she's five weeks pregnant. She can't withdraw off, off meth uh, unless it's just medically done. She, yeah. she has to be medically detoxed. Yeah, yeah. They sent her to the hospital, same night. Oh, yeah. For eight days. And I rise a healthy little baby, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so. Bless its heart. But she'll never know her mom. That's so sad. She'll know what I tell her, you know. Yeah. But uh, Ashley and Michael had that rally in um, the mm-hmm. last one they had, and they had made a poster board and had Jessica's picture on it. Mm-hmm. And Araya went up to him and was going, "Mom, mom, mom!" Oh <laughs> my God! And that's Beth. sad because when um, when after before I took Jessica off the event, um, I told them I said I want the baby to come back here. Yeah. And they told me that babies couldn't come back there, and I said she's coming back here and she's laying on her mother. Yeah. And she did. They let her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They did. And Brian stayed there the whole time. It, I made him leave when they, you know, took the van out, and he come back in. Then I made him leave again. Yeah. When, um, yeah. you know, things were happening. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm I'm with you on that. Yep. It's when a very sad story. In this, because I'm rambling now. So but you're guys. fine. You're <laughs> absolutely fine. Uh, to say whatever you want to say. It's I'm not very organized with my words or thoughts because it's yeah, still well, I'm like, not either because <laughs> I'm like out there because I'm still like I'm yeah. really grieving real hard over Jessica and it's just hard to stay focused on I can't even imagine thing. I can't even imagine I make sure the kids are clean bath eat yeah. and play with them and it's all about them yeah it sure is yeah sure is you want to say one last thing you got anything to say before we end this big buddy and a lot of things with me when I was at the th- hospital with my mom they said she won't be able to talk i wanted to type of people to say what i want to say but there i know if i said something it would just want to be good something i want to say is people get out of this stuff and still have a good conversation even if they overdose on fentanyl yeah. why can't you do it you've done it before yeah you should be able to do it again mm-hmm He's talking about saving her. Yeah, yeah. Because some people have woke up and uh, from overdose, you know. Yeah. And are being poisoned by fentanyl. And a lot of things that changed for me, though, I've not really had an emotional breakdown before they passed away, but when I, I just wake up crying, like my whole, the whole part of my pillow is just soaked. Yeah. And if I sweat, I never sweat up at the head. So I know I've either cried or it's either got wet up there. I never sweat. Yeah. And sometimes I can just wake up my whole from this, let's say this my head to this part, it's a salt. Yeah. Because I do move around a lot. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I can just wake up, growing, grow up. And this is when you were saying, you never woke, wake up when this happened. I just go back into bed and I start crying. Yeah. A lot of that is because I lost my mom and my dad. And a lot of people say, you're going to be all right. You're going to get through this. Mm-hmm. They, those people haven't lost their mom or dad 
at the age of eight. Yeah. I'm nine now, but still, he's not had to handle it with a as a kid. Well, I tell you one thing, buddy. There is a lot of people that hasn't been through what you've been through at such a young age, uh, you know. But I'm I'm telling you right now that you've got a lady right here that I can tell loves you more than anything in the world. And she is going to take the best of care of you. And she's going to, you're going to grow up into a man, a big, strong, healthy man. And you're going to do good in life. Uh, your mommy loved you, still loves you, always will love you. And she'll always be watching out for you. So you just remember that if you ever need to cry, you cry. He breaks my heart. <laughs> breaks my heart. This is kind of like with Nessie. She she couldn't see herself standing her head through that. If I was her, and if I was at her house, yeah. I wouldn't hesitate. I just grab her by the hair. I'm one of the persons to do it if they hurt yeah. me. I'm one of the persons to just kill them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're a big boy. I'd say you could probably take care of yourself. <laughs> you're a big guy. <laughs> big, strong-looking dude. I, I don't want to mess with you. I wouldn't care where I'm at. I'd be at the courthouse. Still, <laughs> if I see Matt or Petey there, they're going to eat their face lamb one way or another. Well, honey, yeah. but God will take care of him. Well, you, you <laughs> just, <laughs> I tell you what, you let God, you let, you let this lady right here, and God take care of that. It's been everything year. will be everything will be fine. Who knows how many people they killed? They've still not got any karma. Karma comes back at the best. It does. Time. It does. It should have come back already. Yeah, yeah. All right. Love you, buddy. Well, I tell you what, Mickey, Braden, I really appreciate y'all making all this 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 trip all the way down here and telling this. This has been rough. Thank you. Uh. Thank you for having me. I'm a big crybaby, but I don't. Me too. If, if you don't cry over something like this, you ain't human. This is, this is tough, but uh, I, I, it's tough for me. I can't even imagine how it is for you. But I really appreciate you coming and talking. I, I feel like it. Uh, this is you're very brave for doing this. I oh feel God. like a lot of people will benefit from from you telling this. So thank you very much. I hope so. And if anybody out there ever deals with anything like this please get in touch with me i have people i know people at these places that will help you out and get you the help that you need and uh, they'll do whatever they got to do to get you there so thanks everybody for listening uh we'll we'll see you next time have a good one